Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Cardigans and Conversations, the Penyan Public Library podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Sarah. And I'm Bethany. Hey, glad to have everybody back together again for an episode that we are recording en plein air. Uh, for those of you who don't come to my French basics classes, that means we're doing it outside in full air. So uh, it's, it's way too hot to be inside today, so that's what we're doing. Um, I thought we would talk a little bit about what's coming up in August at the library for youth services and adult service programs, and then we might talk a little bit about a little thing called Bluff and Vine. So Sarah, would you like to uh, tell us what's going on in youth services this month? I would love to. So we are still a free lunch site through Friday, August 16th. That's free lunch for kids every weekday at noon. It's a cold lunch, and there's always PB&J for kids who don't want buffalo chicken wraps or whatever other thing they've come up with that day. Um, please bring the kids. We've been running out of lunches every day, which is a good problem to have. Uh, and those lunches are provided by Millie's Pantry, so thank you very much to our friends at Millie's Pantry. Um, we're still doing lawn games at the concerts on the courthouse lawn. As long as the weather's good, we'll be there with our frisbees and bubbles and whatnot. That's always a great time with great free music. In fact, this Wednesday's concert is the Beatles Tribute Band, which is always a great time, and people love to dance at that one. Um, we are having a Galaxy Floats party on Tuesday, August 6th, for our friend Melissa's birthday. And if you've ever made a float that looked like clouds, um, this is your chance to make another one. And if you've never made one, please come and do it. It'll be really fun. And then uh, Thursday the 8th, we're having a walking book club at the community center, if you've never been to a walking book club, what we do is walk and talk um, about our book. And our book is See You in the Cosmos by Jack Chang. And if you don't have a copy, please give us a call at the library to request one. 315-536-6114. And that is a great book for ages 8 and up about a kid who um, is asked to sort of parent himself. And he's looking for answers about that in the universe. And his cat is named Carl Sagan, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Um, and then throughout the rest of the month, we're still continuing summer reading. Uh, so every two hours that kids read, they get a free book. And we have some competitors who are really competing this year, trying to read the most. We had one kid read 12 hours in one week, which even I think is a lot. Yeah. I'm very <laughs> impressed. <laughs> it's way more than I get to read. Um, and we're closing off summer reading on Friday the 23rd with a final frontier party. Uh, details are TBD, but I'm sure we'll have a lot of nerdy and geeky fun. You always do. We always do. We're also having a book bingo family night and a sidewalk chalk art blitz. And we're still doing story time from space, which is when real astronauts read us real stories. So wow. come out and visit us in August. Well, I need to know more about these real astronauts. They come to the library? <laughs> oh, they sure do via YouTube. Oh, excellent. <laughs> but That's the stories so are recorded on the space shuttle. So they're holding up the book. They're showing us the pictures. You can see their hair floating around and, like, <laughs> pens floating around in the background. It's so fun. That's awesome. Yeah. And the uh, the summer reading and learning theme this year was uh, a universe of stories, right? Correct. So that's where yeah. all these sort of cosmic uh, yeah. ideas are coming from. Uh, that's really cool. Sounds like a lot of fun. Um, I like exactly. that there's a cat named Carl Sagan that can, you know... Having those kids ask, you know, why is this cat named Carl Sagan? That'll be an excellent. I think intro. it's a cat. It might be a dog. Dog cat. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> a pet. It's a pet. A non-human named yeah. Carl Sagan. Uh, yeah. Um, I always like to try to uh, piggyback off of the youth services theme for the summer. Uh, I don't really brand it or anything, but I'm like, well, hey, if they're get to, they're getting to learn about space and have fun with stars and planets and stuff. I'm going to try to offer some of that to the adults too. So a lot of my August programs 
do kind of follow that theme, starting on Saturday the 3rd with another visit from our friend David Kendrick, a professor of geology from Hobart and William Smith. Uh, in the past, he's come to talk to us about the geology of the Finger Lakes, but in honor of this summer learning uh, theme, uh, he's going to talk to us about exoplanetary geology. I totally used that term wrong, but he's talking about the geology of other planets than our own. So he's going to be talking about Mars, uh, the, some of the moons of Jupiter, um, and it's going to be all about also uh, the possibility of discovering the possibility of life on those planets. Ooh. So that will be very, very interesting. He's a great presenter. We're excited to have him back. Um, Can I tap in on that? Yeah. I totally forgot that we're having an Animal Constellations show, Ooh. which is a live animal show. So Tanglewood Nature Center is bringing animals who you would also find in constellations. And that is uh, Wednesday the 7th at 10.30 a.m. And I can't believe I forgot about it because I'm so excited to see, like, snakes and rabbits and who knows what else they're going to bring. Twins. A centaur. (laughs) Centaur. I hope they bring a centaur. (laughs) Very cool. See, the the themes always lend themselves to such interesting and varied opportunities to learn and have fun. They do. Thank you. uh, What is what organization? Tanglewood Nature Center. uh, And who 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 develops the theme every year for these? uh, The summer reading? Yeah. The Collaborative Summer Library Program Organization. Wowzers. They have a great acronym. Yeah. (laughs) They always do, don't they? (laughs) CLEPO? CSLP. Oh. Sizzle. Thanks, Sizzle. (laughs) We love you, Sizzle. Librarians have the best acronyms, it's true. Um, All right, cool. Um, So aside from Mr. Kendrick, Professor Kendrick's visit, uh, some other kind of space and cosmic-themed stuff for grown-ups coming up um, include, let's see if I can go in order here. Um, Well, I know for my my French uh, lessons and conversation tables, we're going to focus on discussing the vocabulary of space and talk a little bit about like the French space program and their contributions to that kind of thing. Cool. So if you have any interest in French, you don't have to be an expert speaker by any means. We talk in English and learn a few French things. It's really low stress. And then we are also going to be having um, a film night here someplace, if I get to the right place. Yes, uh, on Saturday, August 24th. Our weekend film is, well, I can't say the title of the film, but let's just say that it's An Interstellar Adventure, starring (laughs) Matthew McConaughey. His adventure is very interstellar. I'm picking up what you're putting down. All right. I'm not allowed to give the name of the movie due to our licensing restrictions, but uh, it's an excellent movie. It's very long, so bring a drink, bring bring snacks, um, and join us in some air-conditioned enjoyment for that movie at 2 p.m. Kind of concurrent with that, downstairs in the library... Uh, I'm going to be showing off our new virtual reality equipment, and we're going to be taking—I know—we're <laughs> going to be taking an excursion to Jupiter through Ooh. the power of virtual reality. So uh, you can come anytime between two and four to just try out uh, our VR equipment. You do need to bring your own smartphone, and I will teach you all the ways of downloading the VR apps and how to access them and stuff. Um, it will work with the most recent models of Android and iPhones. So, sorry if you don't have one of those, but we can talk in the future. Uh, Also doing a graphic novel book club with this space theme. It is going to be uh, the graphic novel Laika, which is the story of the first uh, Earth-based creature that went into space. It was a a Soviet dog named Laika. Um, And it is a beautiful and somewhat heart-string-tugging true story. Um, So if you want to participate in that, uh, 
place a hold on that book soon, and you'll get it within the next few days. Yeah, um, so that's my space stuff. And we also have our friend Nan Hoffman coming back for a concert on August 10th at 2 p.m. She always does great kind of folk and um, just melodic, lovely uh, music for all ages. And we are also having another Handwriting the Constitution session on Saturday, August 3rd. That's in the afternoon after all the David Kendrick stuff. Um, you can just come and sort of develop a new appreciation for our founding document by literally writing it out by hand. Um, so that was, that was really cool the last time we did it. So the, the presenter for that one had to come and do it again. So those are the main things coming for adults. I've got one. Oh, yes, please. So, um, Cuca Wright's yes. August session is going to be a great one. It's about dialogue. Ooh. So we're going to talk about dialogue, how to make it sound authentic, mm -hmm. how to punctuate it correctly. Very important. Yeah, Very so important. we're really looking forward for that one. We're, get, we're asking people if you'd like to come to that. Um, it's August 20th at 6 p.m. That's a Tuesday. Um, that you bring some dialogue that you've written, and we're going to share it and see how it sounds and see how we can make it better. Yep. you got to read it out loud to yep. see if it's uh, the right stuff. Yeah, so that's our uh, that's our August Cougar uh, Rights Workshop. And that's an excellent segue, in fact, for another little thing we wanted to talk about. Uh, we're gathered here in plein air today at one of our intrepid uh, library staff members' homes, in fact, to work on writing um, all three of us, me and Bethany and Sarah, are avid writers, and of course, Bethany and I are uh, do the Cuca Writes uh, sessions, as well as our annual literary magazine, Bluff and Vine. And we are gearing up for our third issue. Uh, Bethany, can you tell us about that? Absolutely. We uh, have been accepting submissions since April, and we close for submissions on September 1st. We're looking for prose and poetry, so um, memoir, a short story, excerpt from a novel, um, scripts, yes, we're, we're interviews. We're really open to any content that has the flavor and the feel of this area. So Cuca Lake, Yates County, um, you know, we talk a lot about the lake, but there's a lot of countryside around here. We're sitting near some right now today <laughs> on this beautiful summer day. Um, we just want stories that evoke what it feels like to be here. Absolutely. So, yeah, so we're taking those until September 1st. Um, if you've been working on something and you aren't sure if it's there yet, we are trying to plan a workshop sometime in August where you would submit your work so that we could review it in advance and then we'd work on it together as a group. If you're interested in that, you can call the library. Mm -hmm. um, and stay tuned to our website and our Facebook page for updates when we plan that workshop. Yes. You all have stories and we want to hear them. Absolutely. Um, all right, well... Hey guys, I have a question. How yeah. do I submit something to Bluff and Vine? Oh my gosh, it's so easy. You can just send us an email to bluffandvine at gmail.com. And if you forget that, because you are in the car listening to this and whatever, <laughs> you can just go to our website, which is bluffandvine.com. There's a submissions page, and it's got all the details, word count limits, the format we'd like to see it in. We're really pretty lenient about most of our submission um, guidelines, but all the info is there, and you can just send us an email, and we'll read your stuff and get back to you in the fall. Even if it's written on napkins with the You know, <laughs> you joke, but last year I got a submission that was a photograph of a handwritten story. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Yep. <laughs> We'll we, take whatever. We thank you. Kinds. We do. That's right. All right. <laughs> um, okay. Well, thank you both very much yeah. for sharing uh, information today. Uh, we've got one more topic we'd like to talk about. It kind of relates back to some uh, something, Sarah, you folks in the youth services did 
what was that, the end of June you did that? Yeah, we always do the Books and Bikes Festival to kick off summer reading. So we close down the parking lot and kids bring their bikes. We have bikes they can borrow. We give away helmets and we give away books. And it's a big production, and we couldn't do it without our friends at the library who volunteered. A couple of them were there um, teaching kids how to hula hoop. Uh, they were also there giving away snacks, um, helping paint faces. And our friends of the library group, that's capital F friends. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of lowercase f friends, but we have a very specific... <laughs> small and strong group of capital F friends. They're a big help, and they help us make everything happen at the library year-round, and I'm so excited that you're going to have a segment interviewing them. Yeah, yeah. So when we come back, we'll have uh, Pat Selwood and Sue McGill from the Friends of the Penyon Public Library. Awesome. Welcome back. So uh, today we are sitting down with a couple of members of our Friends of the Library, Friends with a capital F, um, as Sarah said in the last segment. Um, We've got Pat Selwood and Sue McGill here, so would you both like to uh, just introduce yourselves and talk a little bit about yourselves for a moment? Uh, Pat? Well, I am Pat Selwood, and I arrived in Penyan as a retiree, almost a retiree, in 1989. I've been here 30 years, so I'm a real newcomer. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and um, I, I get reminded of that regularly. Don't we all? <laughs> I, I, it, it's interesting. Okay. I have always been a library user, and I was minimally involved in the friends group uh, where we lived in Ohio. But when I came here, the friends had was really being kept alive by a staff member here at the library and had very, very little activity other than the annual book sale. And I became involved with that, and then they organized, reorganized the Friends of the Library, and I went to a meeting, and I ended up on the executive committee, (laughs) and I've been there ever since. And we're glad to have you there. Well, I am very, very glad to be there. Wonderful. I'm Sue. I'm Sue McGill. I moved here about seven years ago now. I taught in Michigan, and then after I retired from teaching, I worked for Borders Books and Music till they went under. (laughs) I was active a little bit with the friends back in Michigan, and when I moved here, that was something that I wanted to continue. I joined, and again, kind of like Pat, I went to an executive board meeting and ended up on the board. <laughs> they pull you in. <laughs> well, I had been volunteering at the book sale, mm-hmm. so that's sort of how that worked. Wonderful. We used to have fairly strict bylaws when we first reorganized about who was on the executive committee and how they could be there. And it became clear that there are people who really want to be involved with the library on a deeper level. They want to do stuff, as Sue demonstrates. So now anybody who wants to be a part of what we call the the business meeting is more than welcome. Anybody who comes um, gets a few more emails, and (laughs) if they show up a few times, we add them to the list of people on on that committee because it strengthens us and as we have more more people active we are always looking for ways to get people active but the book sale seems to be the big the big thing 
Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a major boon to us, and we, we always see lots of new faces and familiar faces mingling up there. Um, and it's, of course, uh, very beneficial to us financially, which we appreciate, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, now, Pat, you are the, the president of the Friends currently. Currently, correct? yes. Yeah. How long have you been in that position? Well, I am the second president of the Friends since the reorganization <laughs> because nobody else wants to do it. Ah. Um, I, don't, I don't do a whole lot. I, I make sure that the agenda gets set and uh, distributed, and I also um, every month send out renewal notices to the people whose mm-hmm. memberships are, are expiring that month. And that's basically what I do. Sure. Um, I make sure the group meets. Mm-hmm. Oh, easy and enough. That's, but I think it's important enough to continue doing it. I'm mm-hmm. sure somebody else would do it if I stopped. One would hope. But I like doing stuff. <laughs> it gets me out of the house. <laughs> oh, that's good. And I could sit in the house and read the rest of my life. Absolutely. That's the danger all of us uh, library-adjacent folks have. So the library both feeds our passion but also gets us out in the world a little bit. So that's, that's yes. a plus. Yep. Um, and just while I'm thinking of it, how much does it cost to become a, a friend of the library? The, um, a di- a, the, the individual membership is $15 a okay. year. The family membership is 25, and then there are a couple of other categories. And, of course, there's a category for other if you want to give us a million. Absolutely. You know, we, I highly recommend it's, that. It's, it would be fine. Yeah, we'd be okay with that. Um, and I, um, either of you can answer this. What kinds of things do does that monetary support and the support of having active members, what does that provide to the library and to the community? Well, among other things, it provides the golf carts for the cemetery tour in the fall. Excellent, which we uh, we do that in conjunction with the History Center. Right, very and, and there are, that the cemetery is a beautiful place, mm-hmm. but it's pretty tough walking. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, a couple of golf carts really make it accessible. Absolutely. We have underwritten various projects for various things. I know we underwrote mm-hmm. a few things for your programming yeah. and the uh, soundboard. I think they call it for the yes. <laughs> the acoustic board for the um, young children, and mm-hmm. as well as various things that we have helped fund. I'm thinking as far as building projects and. Well, we, um, I know the first big donation that I remember was a thousand dollars for the new roof of the new flat roof, mm-hmm. um, redoing. And since then, um, I think we have probably contributed thirty thousand toward, um, the building project and toward the, the current HVAC yes. efforts. Yeah, community members will will see uh, what a difference the building project that has been ongoing pretty much since I've been uh, mm-hmm. on the staff here in 2014. Um, it was the friends' contributions that really helped make the parking lot come together and the outdoor learning area in the front of the library. We get nice. We can get nice grants from the state some years when when the construction aid is is at its it's full there. funded. Yeah, but it all takes a match. Yeah. You have to have a local match in order to qualify, so um, our money is important. Oh, that's mm-hmm. that's major. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> well, one of one of the things that I was proud of was that 
we were one of the first libraries to get um, a grant from the Southern Tier Foundation for Libraries, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, that bought the um, the, the bike. Oh, the bike uh, station. Yes, yes, yes. Indeed. And they've done some other things. But one year, the friends contributed to the foundation, uh-huh. and we were hoping mm-hmm. to be an example to the rest of the world. It hasn't worked, but, uh-huh. but we tried. We tried. All in good time, hopefully. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but that you're, you're demonstrating excellent community citizenship and library citizenship. That's, that's wonderful. And uh, as Sue said, you do just kind of, um, you're always there for me or for, for Sarah, if we say, mm-hmm. you know, our regular budgets can't quite stretch uh, to handle this particular program we want to do, this performer we want to bring in, this mm-hmm. acoustic board we want to construct. <laughs> um, so having you there to bridge those gaps is always very appreciated by us. Well, a lot of the thanks goes to Sue and her crew of sorters. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a lot of space yeah, oh, that's kind of an understatement. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that book sale. What goes into organizing and getting the book sale going every year? Well, we've changed a few things since I've been running it. Um, we still start collecting on the 1st, but instead of... Of April. Oh, yeah, that's kind of important <laughs> to mention, isn't it? <laughs> um, but what we've learned is our community room is in such high demand yes. that when I first began and moved here, we sorted that we brought boxes of books out of the basement and we tried to sort and organize in the room and that tied up the room for an additional week and now we have a crew small crew and i'm hoping to train a couple more people this next year i have some poor candidates in mind they don't know it yet but they're going to get to chat with me no, we won't break any news here we'll keep it a secret for now but what we do is as the books come in we do sort pre-sort um fiction primarily by author and then by non-fiction by category it does produce some curious discussion occasionally <laughs> trying to figure out where books go but we've sorted into boxes so that when we bring it up and thank you Thank you to the nerd herd, as they call themselves, <laughs> yes. for bringing the books up every year. Those, Those are the children. The teenagers who come and help yes. us. Um, Self-identified as the nerd, nerd herd, herd, proudly. Yes, very proudly, and they really work hard. Uh, we bring it up, we pretty much smack it into place, and we are ready to open the next day. It's very efficient. It's gotten a lot more efficient, and frankly, I thank a prior manager that I work for from <laughs> at Borders for teaching me some of that organization. Wonderful. That's it, awesome. And it has made a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And may I ask, um, I don't know if you want to say maybe an average of what we usually raise with that, or if you want to tell, give us a number for this year, however you want to uh, convey, but what, what kind of impact the, the book sale has monetarily. I'm just thinking we've increased over the years. I think the last two years have been about 1,800. Nice, and that's selling everything, pretty much everything at 50 cents. 50 cents. And so that's a lot of quarters. And two dollars a bag (laughs) the last day. We tried very hard to not have a lot left. Yes. (laughs) Well, that is amazing, and Mm -hmm. it it always kind of boggles my mind. Um, And to see the crowds of people, you know, they line up outside the library the first day that it's, that it's, they know it's going to be. Everybody wants the, well, and and the first day (laughs) is Friends only. That's true. So if you get your membership in the Friends by June, Mm -hmm. then you can come to the Friends only sale and get first pick. Excellent. The preview sale. Has some strong attendance, mm-hmm. 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 and they buy a lot. Yes, 
in, in years, several years ago, people were saying that book sales were going <laughs> to run out of books to sell. <laughs> and um, I have seen no evidence of that yeah. anywhere, yeah. not just here. Mm -hmm. um, books aren't going anywhere. We like no. to remind folks of that. We can... Uh, we get a lot of discussion in the library circle about, uh, you know, are ebooks going to supersede paper books? And I think they're going to find a way to live alongside each other just fine. That seems to be the case with the They both have a niche. Absolutely. Oh, I was just thinking of another project that we didn't mention earlier, which was the little free libraries that we oh, put yes. up. Yes. yes. And really, the books go out of those rapidly. Mm -hmm. and so for those who don't know, uh, can you explain about the Little Free Library program a little bit? Well. <laughs> <laughs> what it sounds like, right? <laughs> yes. It is pretty much what it sounds like. Essentially, in several locations here in town, we have what are called Little Free Libraries, and they are, the idea is that you bring a book that you've read or no longer mm -hmm. wish to own and trade it. And the idea is you bring a book, you take a book. Yes. And... They are very popular. Yeah, I think you mentioned that you had just filled the one uh, on mm -hmm. Benham Street recently, and I, I live on Benham Street. Maybe I shouldn't reveal that publicly, but whatever. Uh, I, I walk by there every day, and it's it's pretty mm -hmm. much empty now. So people are definitely making use. Yes, and well, and, and there's one there's a there's a uh, one in the community garden, yep. which mm -hmm. I think is a great location. Mm -hmm. And there's one in in memory of um, Roxanne, Roxanne uh, yes. in front of her church. Mm -hmm. and, and the one right here. And there's one right the here, yeah. Yeah. So between the four of those, um, they're mm -hmm. doing a pretty steady clip of business. Um, and the other great thing about those is our library director, Angela, her husband is a teacher who has uh, his classroom has contributed by building those little mm -hmm. free libraries for us. So they're each very unique and artistic and cute, and they're very nice little additions very, to the village really scape. Are. Absolutely. Um, I think we're getting close to time here, so I guess I would just say, um, do you have anything you would say to anyone thinking about becoming a friend of the library with a capital F? Their envelopes are readily available, and we'd love to have more members. We were very pleased about a year ago, we discovered at a workshop for uh, Friends of Libraries that we are right about where the normal goal is for friends groups at about 1% of your patron population. So we're good, but we could use more. Always. And there are so many other ways than just the book sale also to mm -hmm. volunteer. And they can hula hoop at the <laughs> bikes and books. There's bikes and books, but also before the concerts. And there are several other things that you want to know just come and ask us yeah come to a meeting talk to these lovely ladies and the various other members of the uh, of the board um i thank you both pat and sue for talking to us today well, thank, thank you alex well, thanks for listening, everybody, and thank you to Pat and Sue for talking to us. Um, I'm always amazed and humbled at the things that our friends group does for us. They make a lot possible uh, through their monetary and moral and friendly support. So thanks again to them. Um, anything you two, Bethany and Sarah, would like to say as we close things up here? I hope the next time we talk to you, it's cooler outside. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> we do love the summer, but then we wish it was fall. Yeah. Isn't that always the way? We're always living in the future. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, you all should be living in the future, waiting for the next episode of Cardigans and Conversations from Penyon Public Library, and I hope we will see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.